0: high desert word center how is everybody this morning praise god welcome to the second sunday of 2023 amen who's excited to be starting your year off the right way and this is just laying the foundation for the year ahead and we are declaring that this will be the best year you have ever had yet until 24 because it's going to be even better who believes that today amen all right well, uh, as you can see, we have no projector today, Uh the bulb decided to just kind of die on us uh, a couple days ago, so we are going to have church like they did in the 1990s, without a projector. Yeah, they used to... <laughs> Alright, somebody help, I'm trying to make the best of a situation here, throw me in a so... Anyway, uh, just, you know, follow along, open up your own Bibles like you should be doing anyway and, uh, and, you know, learn these songs for yourself. There won't be a screen today, but we should be good next week. And if you really need it, you could go on the Facebook comments on the live stream and it'll be on there. So anyway, praise God, let's stand up together today and we are going to open up by speaking some words of faith over the United States of America. And although you don't have a screen, I still have one down there, so I do have an advantage. So thank you, Lord. You got to take care of me. You know.
1: I got to tell you a church secret, okay? So here's what you do. Either you pray in tongues, like, yes, I'm in agreement, or you say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Or if you're singing, if you say hallelujah, There's so many syllables. Nobody knows that you don't know the words.
0: (laughs) That was good, man. That's wisdom. That's called a life hack. Amen. All right. Let's go ahead and we're going to speak some words of faith over the United States of America today. Let's do it. Father, we come to you in Jesus name and in unity. We confess that Jesus Christ is Lord over the United States of America. We declare that righteousness, mercy, mercy. Justice and judgment from you shall prevail. We declare that America will complete her God-given mission to bring the gospel of Jesus Christ to the world. We push back the darkness of Satan from this nation and call for the light of Jesus Christ to invade the media and every home, church, and school and every town, city, and state of this great nation, the United States of America. In Jesus' name, amen. Give the Lord some praise this morning. Alright, well we're going to take a few minutes here just like we always do And go do a little meet and greet time So find somebody, shake their hand, give them a hug, a fist bump Whatever it takes, just make sure everybody gets some love today, amen? Let's go!
2: We're rising up from the ashes
1: working on this. In case it's your first time here, this platform is new and different. And we discuss sometimes the awkwardness of up the stairs, down the stairs. Should we take the ramp? What are the transitions? So last night we discussed we should take the ramp. But he took the stairs. <laughs> We're working on it, okay? We're working on it. We don't intend for church to just be a comedy show. That's not... But you're just witnessing our life, okay? We're just real people. One day we'll be good at this. One day. Okay. If you did not get a 2023 calendar, they are still available at the info booth. Is that where we're at right now? Oh, they did run out last week. Okay. So uh the first household to make it to uh, James Browning after service gets the last calendar that's in this building All right. be more next week, more next week. Yeah. anyway there's that um, women's meeting is this Friday ladies are you coming that is straight up pitiful raise your hand if you're coming to women's this Friday okay no. ladies Woohoo! Okay, not oh, oh, whatever that whatever Tim Allen grunt was. Okay, so this Friday, 6:30, Victory Hall. We are starting fresh. Okay, so we know that you've started this year and you're trying to get it all good to go. But Miss P is going to help you start the year off right and get your heads on straight, just in case your heads are a little crooked like mine has been at the beginning of this year. So. Heads on straight, starting fresh. You're going to bring a sandwich or soup or dessert to share, okay? Now, men's, I appreciate that you were all so cooperative and that you actually brought stuff to your men's meeting. You're going to get better at this, okay? So Robert had already planned to cook breakfast, so he cooked a big breakfast, Tim likes to eat a lot. So he went and bought a lot of breakfast burritos and everybody else brought like seven dozen donuts. Oh, and Pastor Dave brought five boxes of cereal. So you're going to get better at this. Here's a tip for next time. Don't bring donuts because somebody else is okay. Somebody else is. So ladies, this Friday, get a little bit creative. We know one of you is going to Subway. We know that. We know one of you is going to Walmart and buying the Sub. Okay? Somebody do something a little different. Okay? So that we don't all do the same thing. We don't want a bajillion turkey sandwiches. It's not a thing. Bring some soup. Okay? Maybe a salad. Switch it up. Something. Anyway, 630 Victory Hall. Women's meeting this Friday. Also, guess what is coming up? June. June is coming before you know it. And what's happening in June is the missions trip to Honduras. Yes. So I'm very excited about that. We haven't done one in a couple of years and it's going to be our first time going to like a children's home and being a part of that. We went to like a farm compound before in Nicaragua and that was really great. But this time we're going to a children's home that is like K through college. All the way up. It is part of the Thesans ministry. Um, they come here and they minister. We support them monthly. And they minister all over. But we get to go to something that they uh, would call their baby. It's precious to them. And we get to take our skills and talents and abilities and bring it there. So whether you are crafty, whether you build things and paint things well, Whether you cut hair and do nails, whatever it is that you do well, God can use it. And in addition to that, Annette Thiessen is asking you, get a plan together. What could you do in a third world country that would change someone's life for the Lord? Simple. It's really very simple. It doesn't have to be extravagant and huge. It's simple. But where you're at right now, if I'm talking and you're thinking, that's so cool. Yes, Lord, I'd like to do that. You need to get your passport now, (laughs) okay? So take a step of faith and start moving towards that. There's also going to be an interest meeting coming up. Miss Cindy Grow is our missions director, and she hates when I point her out in service, so I'm only... (laughs) I didn't do it this time. I didn't do it this time. So... There is a sign up sheet if you would be interested in taking part in that. It'll be available at the info booth after service. So make sure that you put your name and phone number down so we can get you some information on when those meetings are going to happen so you can get some details as well as some tips and tricks on how to get your passport through quicker and things like that. So make sure that you sign up at the info booth after service. Last and final thing and I will quit talking. Just about. I've got one more thing after this. So we are cleaning, not we, a company as part of the flood that we had in this building is going to clean all of the carpets in this building. Yay, Jesus. That's so cool. You don't understand how expensive that is because your house is not this big. So just understand it is a gift from the Lord that we're getting these carpets cleaned. And it's after Thanksgiving after you dropped your plate and you know all those things. So this is great. They're coming Monday morning. So after service tonight, we're going to stack all these chairs and put them up here so that they're out of the way. Okay, And then we're going to stack all the coffee bar and get it out of the way. We're not moving the entire bookstore. We're not moving the sound booth. It's not a massive undertaking. But I need some help. So if you don't normally come to Sunday night service, here's the Lord telling you to come to Sunday night service. Okay, So come to Sunday night service. It's at 6 o'clock. We'll end at about 7, 730. We'll stack all the chairs and praise Jesus that we worked as the body of Christ. Okay? Yeah, none of you are excited. Praise the Lord. Yes, thank you. Okay, if you're with us for the first time or the first time in a long time, wave at me. We want to welcome you. Thank you for being with us today. Miss Heather has some information for you. And if you would take that packet back to the info booth before you leave, we have a gift to you that we would like to share.
0: All right. Very good. Well, lots of good stuff going on. And again, I'm excited, man, about all that the Lord is doing uh, in our church and in our lives. And this is going to be the best year ever. Amen. All right. I'm going to have Mrs. Pastor come on up this morning. She's going to do our Sunday morning tithes and offerings. So what do we call that around here, people? happy time, yeah, because God loves a cheerful giver and so if God loves a cheerful giver then hey, I want to be one of those, amen alright
3: hallelujah well, I told the ushers before I came up here this morning I'm, I'm going to walk up the steps so help me walk up the steps and they're there to help me walk down the steps because you know, there would be no greater picture that you could ever have than me falling down the stairs All right. And you don't have to be my age to fall down the stairs because young Adriana fell down the stairs the other day. And I said, ushers, woman, fell down the stairs. So that means watch the women. So, Katie, if you decide not to go up the ramp, it's perfectly okay. Use an usher. Yes. Okay. Thank you, gentlemen. Love you all. You're awesome. Okay. Well, it is happy time. If you need an envelope for your giving, raise your hand. and. One of these lovely ushers, or handsome ushers, they're not so lovely, they're very handsome. Wonderful men of God will give you an envelope for your giving, okay? And so it's kind of exciting that we don't have the overhead today, which means you have to open up your hard copy. Uh So open up to Malachi chapter 3, and I'm going to go over a couple of verses today, not doing the whole thing. So Malachi 3. Malachi is the last book before the New Testament, just in case you, you need to know when you're new. It's the last book before the New Testament. And uh, Malachi 3 is the second to the last verse in the Old Testament. So I'm going to read to you 10 and 11. The Lord says, bring all the tithes into the storehouse. And I'm skipping a few verses here. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse. Back up in verse uh, Three, he says, tithes and offerings. So that means two things, tithes and offerings. And here in verse 10, he says, bring all the tithes into the storehouse. We know the storehouse is your local church. Wherever your local church is, that's where your tithe belongs. He says, and try me now in this. King James says, prove me. Go ahead. If you're not a tither, you go ahead and start tithing. You prove me. I dare you prove me if i will not open to you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive but the thing i want to major on today is verse 11 and i will rebuke the devourer for your sakes if you're a tither and give offerings so who's the devourer yeah so how would you like for the lord god almighty himself to rebuke satan from off of you and your stuff Amen. I tell you what, no matter what it is in life whether it's your health, whether it's your finances, whether it's your relationships, whatever it is in life that you you live and experience in this life called life, if Satan tries to raise his head and rebuke you and and devour you, God will stop him in his tracks. Now hey, you, I tell you what, that is pretty good. That's called a benefit of serving the Most High God and not only being a hearer only, but being a doer of the Word. You know, so some of you, uh, you I'm going to ask you this question. So what is hindering you from becoming a tither? It's fear. I'll tell you what it is. Fear. You are afraid that if you start to tithe, that you're not going to have enough money. That's what you're afraid of. It's fear. Well... Do you think that God is greater than your fear? Yes. Do you think that God knows something if He tells you to bring all the ties into the storehouse? It doesn't say now, if you're a millionaire, bring them all in. It doesn't say if, you know, you make, uh, $3,000 a week, bring them all in. He says, whatever you, bring, whatever you have, if you made $3 this week selling a craft item, 30 cents belongs to the most high God. It's not the amount. It's the percentage. 10% of your gross income comes into the house of the Lord. Why? Because he wants you blessed. He wants Satan rebuked from your life, off of your health, off of everything. So absolutely, you prove him now in this. Say, Satan, I bind your foul spirit of fear. You're not coming against me when it comes to my money. I'm trusting God with my money. Amen. And so what you do is when you get paid, whatever it is that comes into your hand, you tithe first. First. That's what Pastor and I do. When we get paid, that's the first thing that happens. Pastor writes out the tithe check. We pray over it. It goes in my Malachi and my Bible every every two weeks. So anyway, I'm just challenging you today. Trust God because he loves you. He doesn't want to take money out of your pocket. He wants to put money into your pocket. Amen. Amen. All right. So let's say our financial faith confession. Stand up, please. Y'all ready for this? As we bring the Lord's tithes and give offerings today, we believe we receive jobs or better jobs, promotions, promotions raises and bonuses, 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 benefits, sales and commissions, feel
0: free to join us at the altar as we worship today and even though we don't have the words on the screen these songs are easy enough that I think we can still sing together
2: so let's all sing if we can let's sing our praise becomes your house Sing that. Our pain becomes your house, your place, oh God. We sing a song. We sing a song. song. Let's say we sing a song.
4: I worship dark around.
0: Let's raise our hands to him this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we raise our hands to you as a sign of surrender. Lord, we're not running from you anymore, Jesus. We surrender and we say, hey, you got us. You caught us. We're right here. And we give our lives to you, Father. And we surrender it all to you today because, Jesus, we know. You have the answers. And Lord, we may not have it all figured out, but that's okay because you do have it all figured out, Lord. And we're trusting in you with all of our hearts. We're not leaning to our own understanding, Jesus we're acknowledging you in all of our ways and lord you direct our paths we love you father and we ask that you have your way in this service have your way in our midst today jesus we want your truth and we want our lives to be changed father we love you so much hallelujah you know part of that song we're singing is even when i don't see it you're working even when i don't Feel it, you're working. And I gotta tell you today, man, you can't wait until you can see it before you believe it, or it's never gonna happen. You've got to get to a place in your life right now where you gotta believe in God's word, you've got to believe in his promise before you ever even see it. Because you may be praying and be like, hey, I don't see it, I just I don't think I believe this stuff. That's not faith. Faith believes without seeing. And so I'm encouraging you today to walk by faith and not by sight. If God's word says you're going to make it, but your circumstances say you're not, choose to believe God's word over your circumstances. Amen? If God's word says that you are more than a conqueror, but the devil's telling you you're a loser, choose to believe God's word, even if you don't see it right now. Choose to believe him and I can promise you this his word and his ways always work you are victorious you are going to overcome this situation that's trying to hold you back and this will be the absolute best year that you have ever had yet in the name of Jesus Christ let's give the Lord some praise together today hallelujah thank you Jesus you are good and your mercy endures forever and ever and ever hallelujah well you can make your way to your seats this morning praise god what a good day to be in the house of the lord amen amen god's good if we could get the lights there from our ushers amen want to be able to see all of your lovely faces out there. Amen. There we go. Praise God. Well, we're going to go ahead and get into God's word this morning. And, uh, we started a series last week. It's all based off of our 2023 theme verse. Now, every year, uh, we, we seek the Lord about, uh, what a, a, a main verse for us to be, uh, would be for us as a church in the coming year. And so this morning I want to open our Bibles to Colossians chapter chapter two and verse 7 this is our HDwC theme verse for 2023 amen and you're going hey you're not going to be able to look at the screen today like we said so we're going to get our Bibles out and we're going to actually read straight from the word of God which is what we should be doing all the time amen So Colossians chapter 2 and we're going to look at verse 7 and this is the theme verse for this year and i always i always seek the lord because you know I, man i i just i've learned i don't have anything good to give to anybody and i i just i got nothing good to say out of my own intellect and my own knowledge and so anything that we preach anything that we do it needs to be straight from the heart of God and straight from the Word of God. And so I was praying uh, back in November about Lord, what what is the direction that you have for us in 2023? Last year we established firmly that we know our calling is to be a family church. Uh equipping God's people for victorious Christian living. That's our mission statement. And so our main target and focus as a church is to equip families uh, to be victorious in any way possible and so we put a lot of emphasis on that based off of Joshua twenty four fifteen, it says as for me and my house we will serve the Lord and so the way we see it is there's lots of churches that are called to lots of different things and we support all of those good Bible things feeding the homeless we are all about that we just realize that that's not our main calling and so uh, what we do is We, every month, part of our missions giving goes to other churches in Barstow. We give them money to support what they're doing in town where they can actually literally reach some of the homeless population that's right there because we strongly believe in that. We just know that that's not our main calling as a church. Another great church in town that I love and I'm good friends with, they have a phenomenal, excellent ministry to help people overcome addiction. And that's incredible. They've got a whole ranch that they send people to. Man, so what do we do, man? We sent them a lot of money last year to support what they were doing because we believe in it. And and God, and God is using them in such a great way. Well, our main focus uh, uh, that God has called us to is to reach families, to help parents learn how to parent, to help married people learn how to stay married, to help grandparents learn how to be good grandparents, amen, to help kids learn how to be good kids. Who wants your kids to learn how to be good kids? Come on, mom and dad. Yes, you do. You want that, all right? We're doing the best we can around here. So anyway, that's our main target, and anything that, you know, we really put our efforts into is going to be somehow themed around that most of the time. But this year, I was, uh, you know, when I really want to seek the Lord, I got to go out to the woods. I got to get away from all these people. And so I was out there sitting in the woods in the snow one day. It was cold, so I cut some pine needles and sat on those. And, and I'm sitting there saying, Lord, what's the theme for this year? And God took me right to Colossians chapter 2 and verse 7. And I want to talk about this. So uh, let's read Colossians 2, 7 in the New Living Translation. It says, let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. Amen. Who would like for this year for your faith to grow stronger? man, I am all over that. I want stronger faith. And the way that this is going to happen is by letting our roots grow down into him and letting our lives be built upon him. And so a little review from last week. And by the way, if you didn't get an outline for the message, raise your hand. Uh, The ushers will give you an outline to follow along with, which might be a little extra helpful today considering our current technological issues, all right? And so review from last week, we looked at if we're going to grow tall and strong, you're going to need deep roots. A sequoia tree doesn't grow 267 feet tall because it has no root system. It can grow that tall, and I told you about my favorite tree, the General Grant, 267 feet tall. At the base, it is 109 feet all the way around, but this thing has got some massive roots, you can't grow tall and strong if you are a shallow person. Amen. Shallow people, they don't, they don't accomplish nothing. I mean, they may look good for a little bit, but then their shallow roots are exposed and they tip over. And we talked about if you're gonna g- build a great big tall building or structure, it's nice to have good windows and good chandeliers. A nice roof is really good, but none of that matters if you've got a crummy foundation. You have to take the time to lay the foundation for a building or for your life. And here's the thing. Lazy people don't want to take the time to lay the foundation. They're in a hurry. They want to get rich quick. They want to get famous quick. They want to fix all their problems as fast and conveniently as they can. But here's the deal. Lasting success takes time. It takes time, and and anything worthwhile takes time, and so that's what we're really looking at uh, this year: is taking the time to let our roots grow down into Him, and 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 as a as an individual, I want you to focus on that, and as a church, we're going to focus on that. And we pointed out last week that yeah, the the last couple of years have been. God's been so good to High Desert Word Center. We've seen this insane level of growth. I mean, last year, God poured in finances where we just paid off our church mortgage. We got 13 acres that we don't owe a penny on. Amen? And that's not because we're smart. You guys know me, right? It's not because I'm smart. Amen? Some of you should know that. Anyway, all right, get to know me better, and you'll say amen next time I throw that out there. But but it's not because of that. It's because God has been so good. But I don't want to just say, hey, we had a couple of good years, and then it all crashed down. No, we want to lay the foundation in our lives. We want to grow the deep roots that it takes to sustain long term growth. And so this week, our main focus in looking at how to grow our roots, and we're going to take a while to develop all this over the next few weeks, but this week, we're really going to be talking about being rooted in the Word of God. Being rooted in the Word of God. And we're going to look at a few things this week uh, that the Word of God will do to your life if you will let your roots grow stronger in the word. And I can tell you this, that there is nothing that makes me stronger than spending time in God's word. God's word is the absolute core and essence of everything uh, that that God has done in my life and that he's done in our church and in so many of your lives. And so we're going to look at three things today. Follow along the best you can, and uh, we're going to see uh, what the Word of God will begin to do as you let your roots grow down into Him, all right? So number one, the Word will stabilize you. God's Word will stabilize you. Who likes to be stable? Dude, hey, I'd rather be stable than rich and stupid. I'd rather be stable than good looking and stupid and, and and inconsistent. If there's anything that I value in life, I value stable, consistent people. Inconsistent, unstable Double minded up and down people are, I mean, they're, they're very difficult to work with because one day they're hitting home runs and the next day they aren't even stepping up to the plate to take a swing. And you know, and, and it's very hard to work with somebody like that and to get anything done in life. And so I value stable, consistent people. And I'm going to tell you that the most satisfying thing in life for us as pastors is to see somebody become a stable, Christian. And as I scan the room out here today, looking all around, I see so many lives, so many people that at one point were unstable and inconsistent, but now they've grown into strong, solid, stable, mature Christians. Let's hear it for the mature people today. You know who you are. I mean, yeah. But this is impossible to do Without the word of God, you will never become a stable, consistent, mature Christian until you take God's word seriously. There's no there's no shortcuts around it. And I know so many times we see somebody that's super successful in life. We're like, okay, I want to get. The exact results they're getting, but I just need to do it as fast as I possibly can. Well, you look at someone like Michael Jordan and you realize, like, yeah, the man was born with a gift, but he didn't start winning rings just like that. The man put in some work that nobody else wanted to put in. You look at somebody that's that's just a strong Christian. They've got a stable family. They've got a rock-solid marriage. Their kids are serving God. They've got the joy of the Lord. That's not just because they were lucky. They put in the work that it took to lay the foundation. They put in some time that lazy people didn't want to put in. Everybody else is like, man, is there like a pill I can get for that and just instantly have success? Is there just like a shortcut I could take? Could I download a link to get a, no, there's, in God's kingdom, there's no shortcuts to strength. We've all got to get there the same way. And it all starts with The word of God. And I've heard it said this way. The word is to your spirit what food is to your body. The word of God is to your spirit what food is to your body. And I'm going to look at something that Jesus said right here. Let's turn to John chapter 6. Amen. Are you with me today? John chapter 6. And I'm so excited about this new year and I'm, man, I'm thrilled to see you guys in here making God's Word and God's house a priority in this coming year. Because we are right now in the beginning days and weeks of laying the foundation for what the rest of this year is gonna be like. And I take that seriously. I, I, I don't have any time to, to waste an entire year anymore. You know what I mean? I don't have any time to, to just wander aimlessly through life not getting anything done, man. I wanna do everything that the Lord needs me to do. And so, the word is to your spirit what food is to your body. I want to show you what Jesus said here in John 6 and verse 35. And so the book of John, seven different times Jesus used this phrase. He said, I am. And each time he said, I am something different. Well, here we are in John 6, 35. This is the very first time that Jesus uses this phrase. John 6, 35, Jesus replied, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry again. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. And so I'm telling you that God's word is to us, our spirits and to our hearts, what, what, what regular food is to our bodies. And Jesus said, Hey, I am the bread of Life. I am what you need. If you come to me, you'll never be hungry again. If you come to me, you'll never be thirsty again. Well, here's the question. It's good enough to know that, hey, Jesus is the bread of life, but how do we partake of the bread? Well, Jesus said something, well, the book of John chapter 1, verse 1 says something very, very key to our Christian faith and theology and understanding. It says that Jesus is the Word. Jesus is the Word. In the beginning, the Word was with God, the Word was God. Jesus is the Word. And so, if I'm going to partake of Jesus, how am I going to do it? Through the Word of God. This is our bread, the bread of life. Jesus said, give us this day our daily bread. How many of us, you know, let's get real. Uh, listen, we partake of the bread of life maybe like weekly. Some of us, you know, let's get real, monthly or less. Is that good enough to be a strong person? What if you only ate one time a week? How strong would you be physically? You wouldn't be very strong at all. Like, man, I don't know why I'm not getting any gains in life, man. I, I don't know why I'm not growing stronger. Like, here I am every day, you know, taking pictures of myself. Here I am every day doing this and, and looking at TikTok. And well, I, I eat one time a week. I'm not getting any stronger. What's the deal? I'm, like, getting skinny and scrawny. It's going to take more than weekly bread for you to get stronger physically. And spiritually, you better be eating more than one time a week. Give us this day our daily bread. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. Now, have you ever been super hungry and you can tell that you're starting to get weak and your mind starts getting a little bit loopy? You ever been there? You're like, man, why am I thinking this stuff? How many of you, and I want to vote on this, okay, I've thought about this, and I do want to show a hands. How many of you get cranky when you're hungry? Okay. There's a few more of you that should raise your hand because I've been around you when you're hungry. Okay, yeah, you get hungry. And it reminds me of that um, one year I was watching the Super Bowl and they had the Betty White commercial for the Snickers bar, right? (laughs) That is, that always, there is so much truth to that because it said, you're not you when you're hungry, And some of us are spiritually starving ourselves to death and wondering like, man, I don't know why I'm moody. I don't know why I'm just all over the place and I'm emotional and I can't think straight. Why is that? You're spiritually starving. You're not you when you're hungry. You need to get some food into the system right there. And it's incredible what getting some food into you can do to instantly Fix a whole bunch of your problems. And I've had times in my life where I'm just spiritually starving. Maybe life pummeled me that week and, and I feel empty and weak and, and drained and I don't know what's going on. But it's incredible what just getting some of the bread of life into my heart can do to instantly fix so much of the issues that are going on in my life. And so if you're going to grow stronger this year, you're going to have to eat more than once a week, or in some cases, once a month or less than that, whatever your spiritual eating habits have been, they're going to have to get better, and they're going to have to get healthy. You need a healthy, stable diet to get stronger. Can I get an amen today? All right, let's look at Psalm chapter one. Let's go to Psalm 1. And man, you know me, I love the Psalms. I love the Psalms. But Psalm chapter 1, and I use this one quite a bit, uh, but there's a lot of, there's something here you need to see. And it's also one of the first chapters my dad taught me when I was a wee lad. Uh, amen. so Psalm 1, and we're going to look at verses 1 through 3, because we're talking about God's word will stabilize you. God's word will make you strong. If being stable and consistent has been a weakness of yours, well, we can fix that this year. It doesn't have to stay that way. So Psalm 1, verses 1 through 3, it says, Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked. I'm telling you right now, if you follow the advice of the wicked and you're sitting around complaining, man, I don't have no joy, I don't know why, I'm never... Well, quit following advice of wicked people. You'll never have joy like that. But there is joy for those who do not follow the advice of the wicked, or stand around with sinners, or join in with mockers. But they delight in the law of the Lord. What's the law of the Lord? Well, for us, man, it's the word of God. What do these people do? They are meditating on it day and night. And so if you're a person that delights... In the law of the Lord, the word of God, you're meditating on it day and night. Well, what is meditating? That is repeating to yourself. And I can promise you this. I'm not going into this today. But if you can learn how to meditate the word of God and just speak it over and over to yourself throughout the day, oh, my goodness, you will be shocked at the growth and the strength that comes into your life. If you learn to meditate the Word of God. And when I say meditate, most people think of somebody sitting with their legs crossed doing this. I'm not talking about Middle Eastern meditation. I'm talking about what the Hebrew interpretation of that is. And that is repeating to yourself over and over. And I promise you, if you feel weak and like a loser, if you would throughout your day say, I am strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. I am strong. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. I can do All things through Christ who gives me strength. If you would meditate God's word, you have no idea. What that would do in your life, man. It has changed my life more than anything. But anyway, that's not the sermon. Let's get back on point here. So it says these people that have all this joy, they delight in the law. Of the- they love God's word. They meditate on it day and night. Let's see what their lives actually look like. Look at verse three. They are like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit each season. Their leaves never wither and they prosper in all they do. My gosh, I want my life to look like that. I want to be as strong and stable as a tree that's planted right beside the river and has strength in every single season. Now, the picture of these trees that we just read up, this isn't bragging that these are the biggest, most exotic, most tropical trees in the world. It doesn't say anything about all of that, but this gives us a picture of strong, stable, consistent trees. And that, as a Christian, is what I'm looking for my life to be like. I don't care if I've got, you know, the most fame and the most glitter and the most whatever— I'm looking to be the most stable, consistent, and strong Christian and husband and dad and pastor and man that I can be. And there's no other way around it than to delight in the word of God and make God's word an absolute priority in my life. I want you to see Psalm 119 and verse 67 because Psalm 119 is awesome, isn't it? Who loves Psalm 119? I knew it. I knew it. Yeah. Psalm 119. Love this chapter. I'm obsessed with it. But I got to look here at Psalm 119 and verse 67. And, you know, I usually repeat all this, but it's the longest chapter in the entire Bible. And it's a Hebrew poem broken down into about 10 different verses each. And each different stanza starts with the next letter of the Hebrew alphabet. But uh the entire thing is all about how much David loves God's word. And and he describes it in so many different ways. You know, I love your law, I love your regulations, I love your promises, I love your precepts, I love your word. But look at this, because man, this verse this just hits it right here. Psalm one nineteen and verse sixty seven, and David really hits the nail on the head right here. He says I used to wander off until you disciplined me. But now I closely follow your word. Isn't that some good advice for you right there? That God's word will keep you from wandering off and going to places you shouldn't go until you get disciplined. I remember my one of my boys, uh, he's in the room, so I won't throw his name out there because that would be mean. But one of my sons, one of the upper two, uh, he, uh anyway, he used to wander off. <laughs> I didn't point at him, all right? But we used to be in large crowds, man. You could be at like a theme park or at the fair or whatever. He would always just wander off. And you know, then you have to get up, you know, get, you'd finally find him after he scared the wits out of you and you know, give him a talk and a discipline and he'd come back and then you know, the next time you're somewhere, he'd wander off and, and he always wandered off. And it wasn't because he was trying to run away. He would just see something and start following it around. You know? And, and next thing you know, and so many good Christian people, it's not that they're bad. They just get distracted and kind of wander off somewhere. And, and that's what we do if we're not anchored to the Word of God, man. Tie the Word around you and let it keep you where you need to be. And so for this particular child, all right, this may be frowned upon, but where I come from, it was a great idea. Uh, so we had these little Mickey Mouse backpacks that had a little leash on them. Amen. And uh, hey, I don't care, dude. Say all you want. I never lost my kid again. He had, he was strapped to the backpack. We would go places, and, you know, you'd get the dirty looks. And I'd be like, hey, you know what? Who cares, all right? know i I'm not looking for your approval on this. I don't want to lose my kid. And so never lost the boy again, ever again. It was great. Uh, but some of us... We kind of wander off, man. You maybe see the Ferris wheel over there or you see something over and you're all over the place until God's word really gets a hold of you. And then you quit wandering off until you get a spanking. Right. And so I'm telling you right now, man, God's word will stabilize you and keep you from wandering off over here and over there. Who wants to be stable this year? I hope so, man. I want to be stable. And God's word can make that happen. When you get rooted in his word, you quit wandering off all over the place. Number two today about God's word is this. Number one, God's word will stabilize you. Number two, God's word will guide you. God's word will guide you. And we talked about this some on Wednesday night if you were here. But I believe this is worth repeating to us. Because no matter who you are. Or how long you've been a Christian, you still need God's word to guide you. Who knows that? Like, I don't care if you've been a Christian for a week or for 50 years. There's never a point in time that God's word is not the guide for your life. There's nobody in here or in the world that is so smart that they don't need God's word to be their guide. I heard this story about Albert Einstein, uh, one time he was traveling from Princeton on a train when the conductor came down the aisle, uh, looking at the tickets, punching the tickets of every passenger. When he came to the famous professor, Einstein reached into his, uh, pocket and couldn't find the ticket and he reached over here and he looked through his pants, looked through his, and no matter, he couldn't find his ticket anywhere and he felt really embarrassed. And so the conductor said, Dr. Einstein, I know who you are fact, we all know who you are i'm sure you bought a ticket don't worry about it you know let's just move on and so einstein kind of nodded oh thank you and 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 the man moved on well the conductor continued punching tickets and he was getting ready to move on into the next car when he looked back and and dr einstein's on the ground everywhere looking for the ticket and and the conductor rushes back hey I said, it's okay. (laughs) We all know who you are. You're you're Albert Einstein. We no doubt you bought a ticket. We're good. We know who you are. And Dr. Einstein looked up and said, young man, I too know who I am. I just don't know where I'm going. I need to see it in writing on my ticket. (laughs) So many of us, we know who we are. We have no idea where we're going. But you need to see it in writing. You need to know where the guidebook, where the instruction book is telling you to go. I know who I am. I'm a, That's great. Good for you. We're thrilled for you. But do you know where you're going? Psalm 119. Let's do it again because I love that last verse so much. I'm sure this one will be great. Psalm 119, 105. We use this verse a lot. It is a very famous verse. I used it on Wednesday. Psalm 119 and verse 105, it says, Your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. God's word is a lamp for our feet. It's a light for our path. And I'm telling you, this year is still young. We've got a great journey ahead of us. But I can also tell you this. The world is a pretty dark place these days. I don't know if you've seen that or I've seen it. There's, and In fact, Isaiah prophesied in Isaiah chapter 60 that here at the end, the darkness would get worse and worse. He said gross darkness would cover the earth. But for the people of God, he said, arise and shine for thy light has come. The glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. And so the world may be surrounded by darkness and, and they're stumbling and fumbling and tripping and they don't know where they're going, but it doesn't have to be that way for the children of God because his word is a lamp for our feet. It's a light for our path. Amen. And so we've got to take advantage of this. We need something to light up the path ahead of us. And as I said a minute ago, it doesn't matter how smart you are. You aren't smart enough to not get lost in this world without the word of God. You need God's word to light up the path. Let's look at John chapter 8. Because a little bit ago, I gave you one of the times that Jesus said, I am. He said in John 6, 35, I am the bread of life. Well, we're going to look here at another occasion when Jesus used... This powerful phrase, John chapter 8, and we're going to look at verse 12. And this is the second reference out of seven that Jesus made to being the great I am. So John 8 and verse 12, and Jesus said something else that we all need right now. John 8, verse 12, Jesus spoke to the people once more and said, I am the light of the world if you follow me you won't have to walk in darkness because you'll have the light that leads to life life does not have to be a struggle amen i hear people say oh the struggle's real i'm not denying that there's a yeah sure whatever man say that all you want yeah there's things there's struggles but when you've got jesus on your side he's more real than the struggle is and so many people talk about how real the struggle is why not talk about how real the light of the world is because yeah it's dark yeah there's things to trip over but if you've got jesus right in front of you man lighten up the path if you follow him you don't have to trip around anymore if you follow Him, you don't have to stumble in the darkness. Jesus is the light of the world. Now, have you noticed that when you make decisions in the dark, without any light, you can end up making some regrettable choices? You ever done that, man? I mean, I know if you're a parent, you've at least stepped on a Lego a couple of times in the middle of the night, dude. Oh, my gosh, that's the worst thing ever. You know, it's light, it's dark in there, and you're just trying to get through. You step on a Lego, and you're like, uh, I should have turned on the light. Ugh. There's no worse pain than stepping on a Lego barefooted at midnight. Nothing compares to that, man. I mean, I've had spinal taps that hurt less than stepping on a Lego did. You think, I'm kidding. I'm not. I'm not kidding. And so it's a terrible thing. But when you make your decisions in the dark without any light, you make some regrettable choices. I heard this story about this old farmer back in the days before electricity. He was teasing, roasting one of his young men uh, for carrying a lighted lantern whenever the young man went to visit his girlfriend at night. And so the old farmer says, when I was went to courtin' back in the day, I never carried one of them things. I always went and visited in the dark like a real man. Yes, the young man said, and look what you ended up with. <laughs> All right. All right. So anyway, praise God. You know, if you're out there dating, make sure you get a good look at them in the daylight. Amen. All right. Praise God. That's about the best advice I could give you today. Uh, well, let's move on to number three. Shouldn't have done that. Number three, all right? So we're talking about the Word of God. Number one, it will stabilize you. Number two, it will guide you. And number three, it will strengthen you. God's Word will absolutely strengthen you. It will give you the strength you need to make it through life. And remember last week how we talked about building your house on the right foundation. And remember we saw that Jesus told a story about two men that came to him. It's known as the story of the wise man and the foolish man. Well, two men come to Jesus. They both hear his teaching, but only one of them actually obeys his teaching. And so Jesus said, this is like somebody building a house. The person that comes to me, hears my teaching, and then obeys it is like a person that builds a house and lays the foundation on solid rock. Storms come, but the house still stands because the foundation was right. Somebody that may come to Jesus, hear his teaching, but then doesn't obey it, Jesus said, is like a person that builds a house but lays it just right on the sand with no foundation at all. A storm comes and blows the thing right over. Your foundation in life is the most important aspect of anything that you can do. You've got to take the time to lay the right foundation. And so I'm going to refer back to our theme verse here, Colossians 2. But this time I want to look at verse 6 and 7 both. Can we go there, Colossians 2, 6, and 7? You still glad you came to church today? Colossians 2 verses 6 and 7 and man this entire chapter is uh is absolutely great but I want to look here at verse 6 this time and then pull into verse 7 because it says something that we need to see Colossians 2 in verse 6 it says and now just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your lord you must continue To follow him. You must continue to follow him. Let your roots grow down into him. And let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught. And you will overflow with thankfulness. And so this verse is telling us, don't just say, yeah, I've accepted Christ Jesus as Lord. It says, continue to follow him. Somebody say that with me. Continue to follow him. And as our roots grow down into him, you become stronger. Now, in my life, obviously, oh, hey, I've, I was born and raised in church, and I've had the Lord in my life pretty much since I was born. And I know a lot of you guys have similar stories to that. Some of you don't. But I can say this, that my parents gave me a massive advantage in life by raising me this way. And so many of you, you're doing that for your kids right now. You are giving them a monumental advantage that maybe you didn't have by raising them in church and raising them with the word of God. But here's the deal. When I grew up, I couldn't piggyback on my parents' faith and strength anymore. There came a point in time where I had to start really believe in this for myself and I had to start reading the Bible for myself because I found out that God doesn't have any grandkids well what does that mean hey I don't get to go to heaven just because my parents were Christians I have to become a child of God myself yeah well Lord you know grandma she was in church every Sunday she's a good lady she taught the Sunday school class she did all this well good for grandma good for her Great is her reward in heaven. But we're going to talk about you. Because we all stand before the Lord and give an account for our lives. And so I had to come to a place in life where I started to put down my own roots into the Lord and into His Word. And as awesome as it is to benefit from my parents' faith, I can't be strong if I don't read the Bible for myself. Their Bible reading doesn't strengthen me do you get that and in your life yeah man my wife reads the bible every day i'm good what when you're hungry do you have her eat for you too be a man come on well maybe that's mean but listen if i'm hungry how dumb would it be i'm like man i'm starving today tell you what mike can you go on down there to arby's and eat a couple roast beef sandwiches i am starving like, well, that'll help Mike out. It won't do anything at all for me. You have got to eat the bread of life yourself. I can't do it for you anymore. Amen? You can't count on everybody else to be strong for you. I mean, yes, surround yourself with strong Christians. Yes, Be in church every week to hear God's word being preached. That is a huge part of all of this. But you're going to have to eat every day if you're going to get strong and strengthened. And you can't have somebody else eat dinner for you. You won't get full, but they will. You have got to eat for yourself. And so I'm telling you today... Take this seriously. Psalm 34 verse 8 says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, the joys of those who take refuge in him. And so you need to taste for yourself and see that the Lord is good. The joy for those who take refuge in him. And so as we're talking about your faith, getting stronger in the truth you were taught, I'm going to turn to one final verse today. And this is a verse that, you know, if you've been around here long, we know this verse so well that we don't turn there most of the time because so many of you seasoned ones uh, kind of have it memorized. But we need to turn there because not everybody has this verse memorized. And so let's look at Romans 10 and verse 17. And I know a lot of you can quote it, but I'm not asking you to quote it right now. We're looking at Romans 10 and verse 17 in the King James Version. Because, hey, that's how I learned it. Amen. So Romans 10 and verse 17. And I let's just, man, let's get this. All right. This is telling us how you get faith. Because so many of us are like, man, I want more faith. I don't know how to get it. Well, it tells you right here. Romans 10, 17. So then faith comes by Hearing and hearing by the word of God. How does faith come because you pray for more faith? Well, not according to the Bible. Does faith come by just praising God all the time? No, you should do that. You should pray. You should praise. Does it come from serving in the house of God? No, but you should do that. That's awesome. According to the Bible, how does faith come? It comes from hearing the word of God. God, Are you ever going to get more faith if you don't hear the word of God? You're not. It's it's not going to happen. And you're not going to prove God's word wrong. If he said it, he meant it. And so the way for us to get more faith is to hear the word of God. And so we've said it, that, hey, Colossians 2.7, our focus this year is letting our roots grow deeper into him so our faith can grow strong in the truth that we've been taught. Now, as we focus on growing our roots deeper into him this year, we'd be wrong as a church if we didn't give you more opportunities to learn and grow in God's word, in God's house, with God's people. You know, I don't like it when someone says, hey, here's what you have to do. Good luck. No, I mean, no, hey, help me out here. If you want me to do something, you know, show me, teach me, give me the tools it takes to make this happen. And so I'm telling you that as a church family, we're working on and planning for more uh, group Bible studies this year, more small groups, more lift groups, and Christian faith building book clubs. Some of you are readers, some of you are not, and that's fine. But we're looking on getting some, you know, different faith-building books that those of you that, you know, are, would actually do this could get together and read. And, and I want to get more and more resources established in the coming year because I know... That the best way to grow, yeah, is to hear God's word, but it's even better when you've got accountability and you've got people around you taking the journey with you. Nobody was called to just do this all alone. We're all called to be surrounded by people of faith and do this thing God's way. And so, yeah, we're taking the month of January here to, you know, to, to lay the foundation and and keep studying the word here as this. But I'm just telling you that, man, we are planning and working on throughout this year establishing more and more opportunities for you to get hooked up with maybe a smaller, you know, group Bible study or a, a Christian faith building book club and, and get yourself rooted and planted and built upon god's word we are high desert word center it is everything that we do is the word of god and so as we close out today amen let's give the lord a hand of praise as we close this out i want us this morning to to look at colossians 2 7 as we close out and uh you know if you don't have it there just we're going to I want us to say this together as a step of faith as we're speaking God's word out. Colossians 2:7. Thank you Norma for standing up. Uh let's go ahead and stand up together. <laughs> Amen. All right.
2: We'll
0: start on the Amen, bridge, I think. If you need your Bible, start if you need a Bible bridge. in front of you cuz the screen's not working, Just go ahead and uh, I'm going to give you this permission to look at your phone if you need to. But Colossians 2 and verse 7. And I want to speak this verse out together in faith. And let this be known that this is what we're aiming at this year. Amen. Let's say it. Let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. Can we say it one more time? Because I know we don't have it on the screen there. Let's say it one more time. Let your roots grow down down into him and and let your lives be built on him. him. Then your your faith faith will grow grow strong in the truth truth you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. Give the Lord some praise together today. Amen. The Lord is good. Hallelujah. Well, We're going to take a minute here in just a second to to offer prayer to anybody that needs it. But the biggest thing is this today. If you've never received Jesus into your life, none of this stuff is going to work. You can't possibly make him the foundation of your life when he's not even a part of your life. And there's only one way to God the Father, and that's through his son, Jesus. Romans 10.13 says that anyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. But Romans 10, 9, and 10 also says that you got to believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and God raised Him from the dead. And then you'll be saved. You can't get to heaven by doing a bunch of really good deeds and and donating to a bunch of great charities. That's awesome, but it won't get you to heaven. You can't go to heaven because Grandma was a Christian. You can't even go to heaven because you were a member of High Desert Work Center. Those are all fine things. But the only way to heaven is to call on the name of the Lord. And so I want to give us this chance today if you're here and maybe at one point in time you did really have Jesus in your life. But whatever happened, you kind of walked away. Maybe you let go and walked away. We're not here to judge you for that or to put you on the spot. We're just here to say, hey, let's fix this. Let's get you back where you need to be with Jesus then maybe you're here and you've simply never really had a relationship with Jesus. Well, we can take care of that today too, but I'm telling you, there's no way and no reason that you should walk out of these doors today, not having full assurance in your heart that you have things solid with God and that you're going to heaven when this is all over, because none of us are going to live in this world forever. We're all going to, it's going to end someday, you know, someday, somehow. And, all of us will stand before the Lord. And I want that to be a great conversation and for him to say, hey, come on in. And so... I want us to bow our heads and close our eyes together today. And we're going to say a prayer together, all of us all together. And if you pray this with us, and and this is your moment for restoring uh, right standing with God, we're going to rejoice with you. We're not going to put you on the spot, but we're also not going to ask you to, you know, to be a coward about it and to be ashamed of it. You got to, you got to uh, really, if you call on the Lord, Jesus said, if you acknowledge me before men, I'll acknowledge you before my father in heaven so I want to pray this together. Say, Father in Jesus' name. Father in Jesus' name. I believe in your son Jesus. I believe in your son Jesus. I believe that he died. I believe that he died. And that he rose again. Jesus, forgive me for anything wrong I've done. I promise to live for you now. Give me the strength. Give me the strength. In Jesus' name. Amen. Can we give the Lord some praise today? Amen. All right. Praise God. Listen, if you prayed that, this is my man Jose over here. Jose is going to be standing over there right by that wall. And if you are saying, hey, yeah, I'm going to follow the Lord right now. I want you to go see Jose in just a minute. He'll get your information with your permission. And what we like to do is hook you up with another Christian from church that could take the next 30 days and text you a Bible verse and a devotion every day. They'll pray for you every day and they'll help you to get started on the right path. But I just feel it would be wrong to say, hey, pray this prayer and then good luck. We hope you make it. No, we want to help you make it in your relationship with the Lord. Amen. Can we give Jesus one more hand of praise today? All right. I'm going to have my prayer team come on up this morning. If you're here and you need prayer for anything, if you've got health issues, if you've got financial issues, if you've got marriage issues, if you need guidance, man. Jesus is here and he's got the answers and so we invite you this morning to come forward and receive prayer And if you know if if you don't need that, that's fine Pastor josh is going to lead us in a little worship and ilia and uh, and just worship the lord from where you're at But let's take a few minutes here, uh to to talk to the lord. Amen
4: Stop, you never stop working. You never stop. You never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop. You never stop working. You never stop. You never stop working. We make miracle work.
0: to go ahead and start winding things down here today. Praise God. We'll be reverent. we got a little ministry going on over here still, but thank you, Jesus, who received from the word of God today. Amen. Hey. We're just getting started on this. We are going to continue building on God's Word every single week. And if you'll do that, you know, if you'll take the time, if you'll make the sacrifice to make Him a priority, we can do this. This is going to be the best year of your life. And I know, I'm just encouraging you now that there's going to be mornings and days that you don't feel like reading the Bible. Force yourself to do it. I'm telling you right now. Force yourself. There's going to be Sundays that you don't feel like coming to church. Right? And hey, as we always say, if Jesus could rise from the dead, you can rise from the bed. Get up and come to church. Amen. Hey. There's been a time or two that I wanted to stay in bed, but I, we don't talk about that. So anyway, we're going to go ahead and close out in prayer. Then we'll do our Barstow Faith Confession. We got service tonight at six o'clock. Come on back out. We're going to have a great time getting into the word once again. And we're going to lay the foundation this year. Amen.
1: So when you don't feel like it this afternoon after lunch in your nap, we'll see you at six. Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Six o'clock. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> amen all right well let's go ahead and close out in prayer and then we will do our barstow faith confession and we will get you on your way father in jesus name we thank you lord for what we've seen in the word of god and lord we know that it is so true that if we will let our roots grow down into you if we will let our lives be built upon you our faith will grow strong in the truth we were taught, and we will overflow with thankfulness, Lord. We want to be thankful people this year, we want to be strong people this year, and we know that it's not just going to happen by pure luck, it's going to happen by being intentional, by being on purpose with our decisions, and by making you a priority, even when it's inconvenient, even when we don't feel like it. And so Jesus, help us this year to really put you first, and we know that we will be so strong, we will be so ready for anything that life throws at us. We love you. We praise you. Use us this week to show your love everywhere we go and to be the light of the world. We love you and we thank you. In Jesus' mighty name, can somebody say amen today? All right. Let's speak some words of faith over Barstow as we close this out. We declare that Barstow is a blessed city. Our families are blessed. Our schools are blessed. Our churches are blessed. Barstow is healed. Barstow is prospering. Barstow is safe. Barstow is strong. Barstow is surrounded by the walls of God's salvation. Barstow is full of love, joy, and peace. Barstow is full of the glory of God. Barstow is coming to Jesus. Barstow is saved. In Jesus' name, amen. See you tonight.